Welcome to the Myth-Busting Lung Cancer Screening Podcast Series, hosted by Dr. Debbie Dyer. This podcast is brought to you by the American College of Radiology and the National Lung Cancer Roundtable. Hello, and welcome to the Myth-Busting Lung Cancer Screening Podcast Series for Lung Cancer Awareness Month. My name is Dr. Debbie Dyer, and I am a thoracic radiologist at National Jewish Health in Denver, and I'm talking today with Dr. Gerard Silvestri of the Medical University of South Carolina about the pulmonologist's perspective on myths in lung cancer screening. This episode, we're going to be talking about the importance of adhering to lung cancer screening annually, and i Look forward to hearing Gerard's thoughts on how we can encourage patients and make sure they achieve the full benefit of lung cancer screening. So Gerard, what are your thoughts? How do you approach this with patients? Yeah, so again, thank you, Deb, for having me uh, participate in this series, and, and thank you to the American College of Radiology for putting this on. It's an incredibly important, and it's a great public service, and I also want to thank the National Lung Cancer Roundtable for having me represent them during this process. You know, Deb, I almost want to say I'm fascinated, but I've become incredibly passionate about adhering to lung cancer screening. And the reason that I've done that is based on a number of studies that we've both done at at our university and also in looking at the American College of Radiology's lung cancer registry of the first million lung cancer screens. And so I want to go through some of the facts about adhering, meaning you come back for your annual scan the facts about adhering to getting your annual scan done. First of all, in the major study that was done on lung cancer screening, the National Lung Screen Trial, which included 50,000 patients, 95% of the participants in that study came back and got their yearly exam. 95%. That's incredibly high and fantastic. And so all of that mortality benefit, that 20% decrease in lung cancer death, was because they came back every year. And if you look at the first year of where someone's been screened, about half the cancers were picked up on that first year of screening. And the other half were picked up subsequently. So if a patient had a clean scan the first time, they got their cancer picked up in year two, three, four, five, six, seven, or eight, right? So if they didn't come back, if they didn't come back, we would have missed cancers in about half the people. And then the whole sort of study might have been negative, meaning we wouldn't have seen this great benefit that we saw in the National Lung Screening Trial. So that's the first piece of evidence, 95%. There's a group of people who model all of this data at the National Cancer Institute called the CISNET models. I'm not going to bother you with the acronym that it means, but they've actually looked at this and said, look, lung cancer screening is really good if you do it every year. And they, when they did their modeling, they used a 95% adherence rate. Then some clever researchers went back and did a second study where they said, well, wait, wait, let's see. You know, we don't see those kind of rates in the community for colorectal or breast cancer screening. What would happen if we lowered that number a little bit and modeled it to see what kind of benefit we had? It turns out that when they get down to about 46% adherence, you lose half the benefit of lung cancer screening. So, you know, that mean, that would mean that we'd lose half of all the benefit we found in the big trial if we got down to a lower adherence rate. So that's my second piece of evidence for my audience today. 
The third piece of evidence is myself and the investigators here at the medical university looked at the veterans hospital screening study where we looked at eight sites who screened in the VA over 2000 patients. We screened in, in eight VAs across the country. One of the really interesting findings was that first of all, at the first year of screening, there was an 85% adherence rate. So already lower than the clinical trial, but that dropped to 65% in the second year. And what was really important finding of that study is if you looked at the sites, meaning the different sites, there was a 30% variation in those sites. And so Deb and I were on a previous call where we talked about the role of the navigator calling patients up and getting them back in year after year after year. One of the things we found out was that some sites the navigator had time to call and the resources to call their patients back, but some didn't. Some of this actually belongs with the patient. It is not what I like to call a one and done. You can't be screened one time and then not come back. Again, you'll lose half of the benefit, especially if you have a normal screen the first time. They don't detect the cancer. If you don't come back, you've really lost the complete benefit of screening. Now let me let you in on another fact that's really sort of disturbing to me. We're finishing the analysis of the first million screens of lung cancer performed in the United States. And in that study, what we've shown is that the adherence rate is 26%. Even if you draw it out to getting a scan within two years, two and a half years, it's a low of 26%. So we have a lot of work to do. That means that you know much of the lung cancers will not be detected. And this national registry of a million people being screened, cancer detection rate was much lower than the national lung screening trial, that big trial I told you about where we saw this large reduction in cancer deaths. So coming back is incredibly important. Coming back yearly is incredibly important so that we can pick up that early stage lung cancer. Well, I certainly agree with you. And, you know, there's just so many elements to this that I think the facilities, the lung cancer screening programs can help by tracking patients and sending reminders and calling those patients even directly when they're not coming back. But it is a challenge. And boy, that 26% number, that's eye-opening. So it's an opportunity for improvement is the way we like to look at those things. So thank you, Gerard, so much. And I, I think that you have focused on some very important points around why the adherence is so important. So thank Deb, you. Deb, Deb, if I could add one other thing, if you don't mind. Sure. And one of the things we found when we did what factors influence that low adherence rate you know, low, low insurance status was one of those. And our minority populations also had a lower rate of coming back for second scans, second, third, or fourth scans. And, and those things bring up this issue of disparities in cancer care, but particularly in screening. And so I, I think the efforts are not just with the coordinator. We do have to do some education of our primary care providers at the initial visit with the physician or advanced practice provider for screening when they're having what's called a shared decision-making visit, we have to do two things. One is emphasize the need to come back, but also make sure we tailor it to education level, to culturally, to minority populations, and make sure that we, in some way, look at this issue of insurance status as it relates. If people are self-pay or uninsured when they come for their first screen, we have to do a better job of inviting them back and finding a way to keep them in the program, even if they don't have health insurance. And I'm sorry if that went over my time, but, but I think those are important aspects of this that we haven't really been able to get our arms around yet, and we need to. No, and I think that that idea of we could even 
target, we could, we know some of the folks that are at higher risk then of not returning. And we, if we could have targeted programs to really do more outreach to them, that makes perfect sense. And it really would help us address those overwhelming disparities, which we keep learning more about. Very important. So thank you so much, Gerard. I appreciate your time today. You're welcome. This podcast is brought to you by the American College of Radiology and the National Lung Cancer Roundtable.